Hi, welcome back to The Only Cure to Borderline Personality Disorder. I'm Shamala Del Rosario. I'm 53, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I've unknowingly lived with distorted perceptions for my entire life. I had been convinced that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and that I was unfixable. But around a year ago, I stumbled across Brian Barnett, and from that moment, my misperceptions did begin to unravel. So as I continue to do the inner work to root out the underlying subconscious core belief that my feelings are irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth, and therefore so am I, I'll be using this podcast platform to share my insights and thoughts. I strongly suggest that you do subscribe to thelastsymptom.com, and before I'm accused of plagiarism, Let me just explain that The Last Symptom is a free resource that I have had and continue to have the privilege of learning from. So just to be clear, these are my personal experiences and insights of borderline personality disorder. I'm not qualified in any field of emotional or mental health, and anybody that chooses to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings and behaviours. I hope you're all well, and as ever, thank you so much for your comments and feedback. I really appreciate it. I really, really do. I did manage to get this podcast on Spotify, but only the last four episodes, something to do with the MP3 format, but I can't resolve things like that. I'm not very techie, so um, hopefully any Spotify listeners can actually use a different podcast platform to listen to earlier episodes. Anyway, um, like most of you, anger has been the, the only emotion that I could really identify in myself. I wasn't inclined to experience other emotions because I didn't want to hurt. What I didn't realise was that by stuffing down the, you know, those so-called negative emotions, I also prevented myself from experiencing the more the positive emotions. Now, I'm letting go of the anger and I'm gradually starting to heal. But it's, it's not all sweetness, light and happiness. The truth hurts. Recovery hurts. But recovery hurts so good. It can feel fake, alien and even unnatural at first. I can describe my experience like like trying to make the world turn in the opposite direction by walking backwards, but by walking backwards in porridge. Like an unqualified pilot, you know, trying to fly a real plane, but in a really, really bad storm. Or even a very small, small child trying to ride a bicycle, but without stabilizers. It's probably the greatest, the most epic battle that we'll ever face. It's the one that we fight against ourselves. There's no other enemy. And the hardest part is recognising that you need to change yourself. And that does involve insight. This is frightening too. You know, getting to that desolate core. It's terrifying because you don't know what's missing. So how can you possibly know what to replace it with? But there isn't anything missing. Honestly, I wasted a lot of time stuck on this. 
but there's nothing missing. There's just something there that, that never should have been there. And that's shame. So please don't look for emotional crutches or other external things. You are missing the point if you're doing that. You are a whole and complete person in and of yourself. There's nothing missing. It is okay to make mistakes and it is okay not to be perfect. And this is actually where the recovery from borderline personality disorder starts. Accepting that we're not perfect. Accepting that we need to learn. Accepting that learning is a part of the true of the true nature of life. The recovery process is about taking responsibility for creating a meaningful life, getting better, reconnecting with life. It's not about mourning for the past. And progress, it's also reliant on, on self-esteem and self-responsibility and believing that we are capable of making that, that conscious choice to succeed. So making the patterns and connections from the past to the present, it is enlightening, but insight alone, it's not enough to change. And change, it is scary. Now we've got to take full responsibility for our thoughts, feelings and behaviours and reactions to life. So no one can make us angry or upset. No one causes us to hurt ourselves or to drink that full bottle of whiskey or eat those six bars of chocolate. When we react to something, it is, it's always our choice. Therapists, they didn't work for me. I don't know about you, but speaking spontaneously was really, really difficult for me. I used to kind of censor myself, you know, for appearances. I was actually scared that I'd say something, something revealing. But I can't blame doctors, therapists, family or friends for me not getting better. I've got no choice but to take responsibility for myself. My recovery, it is, it's totally up to me. And I've, I've taken a leap of faith, a leap of faith in myself. And to, get, to get where I am at this point in my recovery, I've treated my emotional health as my, as my full-time job. I've listened to, to Brian's podcasts, read the articles, and I've even reached out reached out to him three or four times. I've spent my time examining and exploring and then re-examining and re-exploring everything. And this is when I started to take control of my life. And I suppose that's when I became my own, my own treatment um, provider. And no longer is it okay to just, to just understand what will help me. It's time for me to, to implement what I've actually learned. And for me, I can see how fixed, rigid, unbending and, and unmovable my responses to people have been. You know, I'm perfect. I can't understand why anybody, anybody would want to criticise me. 
my worldview is the the only correct one yours is wrong you you you're wrong if it doesn't if it doesn't fit into my worldview it doesn't exist you know your your viewpoint it it's not valid you're not valid you need to bow to my my superior way of thinking how dare you disagree with me if i feel it then it must be so if i think it then it is right i am right and you are wrong. I mean, compromise was definitely a dirty word. My thinking, it was, it was too rigid for that. And receiving criticism was more like, more like somebody throwing acid in my face. And honestly, I'd rather die than apologise. But death was preferable to apologising. Because of the fear of, the fear of disintegration or fragmentation if I was if I was proved to be wrong so was was this the definition of of insanity you know doing the exact same thing over and over and over and expecting expecting a different outcome you know that old formula that that formula that's constantly well continually on on autopilot not even realizing that it is on not realising that autopilot's actually driving my bus, so to speak, driving my decisions, driving my life. But I'm, I'm not operating with that old, old familiar formula anymore. I'm in control of my bus. I'm in the driver's seat and the autopilot is switched off. I mean, Autopilot's primary ingredient um, for me was, was shame, which translated into fear of being wrong. You know, that humiliation. And that, I have a glimpse of what, of what true relationship and social interaction is, is all about. <laughs> and I can tell you that it, it, it is, it's much more rewarding than that emotional safety net that I'd always I'd always looked for. And I now realise that the world doesn't revolve around me. And you know, when the world doesn't revolve around me, I can be compassionate towards others. And although, although sometimes I still do behave horribly, you know, sometimes I just don't want to apologise. And I do want to, you know, keep that, the burning issues alive and kicking. Do you know what I mean? That venomous, acidic, corrosive, you know, that corrosive feeling of being wrong to justify my, my original position. But I am more patient with myself because I know that it's just, it's just the remnants of that familiar distorted formula that I'd been navigating, navigating my life with. So there, there is still work for me to do. But, but in your recovery, you have to let go of who you thought that you were and your distorted formula. I know it's familiar and can feel comfortable, but there's really a very fine line between pleasure and pain. Don't rely on your gut feelings. They've been wrong many, many, many times before. And remember, that feelings, they're not facts. 
and ask, ask yourselves, what am I thinking? Why am I thinking this? And how am I thinking about this? Well, that's it for me. And as ever, thank you so, so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful week. And please do continue to like, comment, share and subscribe. And if you could give me a review too, that would be, that'd be fabulous. Oh, and oh yeah, I forgot to mention, you know, that TV interview, it was broadcast. And it was actually, it was a bit scary. I shouldn't, to be honest, I shouldn't have watched it on a 15-inch screen. I gave myself a bit of a shock seeing myself so big and up there looming over myself. I did actually, I, I covered my eyes, you know, like a child. And I did feel flushed, embarrassed, not ashamed. It was, it was embarrassed. I wasn't overly critical of myself either. Anyway, I've, I've popped it onto, onto Twitter. So, so yeah, I hope you all have a, a great week. So take care of yourselves and hopefully speak soon. Bye.